Sally Wigan likes him, and so should you. Adam, I think I think having millennials on the radio is awesome. I don't hate you. God. Adam Crowley. My dogs listen to you when I walk <laughs> out the door. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Transparency is the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. And it's going to have to be. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I'm not. About whether or not I should go to air with a topic. You should. And I'm not sure I'm going to. You have to. It involves our friend Katie. There's a fine line between being critical and being over the wait top. A minute. No, wait no, a minute. No, wait a minute. No, we no. found that line on no, the Crowley no, Show. No, we're walking. No. I'll do it. Tom, you want to do it? The Go Penguins should have beat Washington Brian. without Backstrom, and I told you what. No, look. All right, they did Reset. Though. Reset. Hold on. But they had to lose sometime. Hold on. Reset. It might not wait, be the wait, hottest wait, it takes. Wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait. It is the Crowley Show. Start Something again. just happened in Start studio. No, I'm gonna... hey, you don't even have to turn your I'm mic flustered. on. I'm flustered here. Something just happened in studio. Now, I'm not going to drop a name here. No, no name drop. I will not drop a name. Okay, that's fair. Okay. But somebody has slid into KDO's DMs right there in front of us. And I'm not going to say who. But it's someone that has caused quite a buzz around the studio. It's full transparency. I'm sorry. He's sorry, a TV guy. I'm sorry. I had to. Yes, he is a TV guy. I hate this. It's it, it, to get more. I mean, so, <laughs> so pull it back, yank it. I mean, it's just funny to us that this happened right during the show. There's someone chasing her on her DMs, and we just get nailed. And with this news, and you. we just keep talking about it. Yeah. Well, you too. I'm saying we, us, you. Yeah, too. we communally. Yes. Yeah. Were we not just all like... Are we all going to go then? I think we all should. Honestly. Oh, man. Where are we that's going? that's the best thing. Where are we going? I don't know. Because I, I, I want to go to dinner with this guy now, too. Something light? Wow. What? You hey. the people, you know? I'll just... Uh, let me just... Uh, okay. I'll tell everyone what happened. Mm-hmm. In not so many words. But a guy liked Katie's picture. Like a deep picture like an old picture. A what? Like from a couple years ago. Like oh. deep in the thread. Uh, deep in the thread. An yeah. oldie. An oldie, but a goodie, I'd imagine. And he, he likes deep it. Track. Yeah, deep track. Uh, at one in, the, one in the morning. One in the morning? Yeah. So you know you know what they're barking for. And then Katie, messing around with us, she's like, I feel like I should like something of his and see what happens. Within what? Eight minutes? Like Ballpark. Was it eight? It was eight minutes? Give or take. Yeah. He slid right in. Pretty damn quick. That guy's been dropping likes left and right. He's putting the work in. I gotta say. Oh, yeah. We all know how hard this is. Oh, you're being chased. Click. How many likes has he put on you? I don't want to count. Oh, no. There's been a lot. Too many to count. I don't... See, now I just feel like I'm like... He's not listening to this show. So over 20. We'll just put it at over 20 likes. 
something. We'll just like leave that. it there. I don't know. I don't know. And this is the first time that you've actually liked something back. No. Oh, oh no. Have you no. have you been have you, you didn't say that? No, you did not. I say don't that. need to say that. You didn't reveal that information. No, it, you needed to say that because it changes the whole game. Has it been tit for tat, like for like? No. Hmm. The here's, ratio skews towards him more. He likes the, more. Here's the question: Will you respond? I think I have to. I mean, because he's chasing you. That's so not be why, rude not that's to, not right? Why I have to respond. I just social decorum. Feel like it's polite to give an answer. Hmm. Hmm. There's a fine line between being critical and over the top. We found that line on the Crowley show, and we walk it. Penguins should have beat Washington without Backstrom. I told you why. They didn't, but they had to lose sometime. It might not be the hottest it takes, but it was what happened. I'll always tell you what happened. Obviously. I'll always be honest. Obviously. I won't try to drum up fake crap just to get you pissed off. It isn't me. I don't work for that station across the street. The station across the street has had multiple people say that this series loss to the Capitals is a complete failure. People are entitled to their opinions, I suppose, but complete failure? Eh, seems a little harsh to me. The Penguins didn't have Malkin for a full two games. He never looked right in the series, and now he won't play for Team Russia because he says he's got a knee injury. Kessel, not playing well because of an injury, changes expectations. Broussard playing through an injury causes problems. We're spoiled because we've seen the Penguins overcome all kinds of problems over the last two years and still win. But that's not the norm. It's an outlier. It's not easy, damn it. The Caps did it. But they had a goalie who played extremely well, and that's been a huge key to the Penguins' success over the last two years. Is it a failure? Should they have beaten the Caps? I think they should have. Is it surprising that they didn't, given how close the series have been the last two years? No. But how exactly is it a complete failure, though? They weren't going to beat Tampa with the deficiencies that they have. They'd have played for two more weeks, then come out on the other side all banged up. They've played 307 games over the last three seasons. They won nine series in a row. They successfully defended their title for 695 straight days, and they hadn't lost a playoff series in over 1,000. At some point, they were going to lose, and that's a fact. Had they won their 10th series in a row, the competition would have even gotten better. Stiffer, if you will. Tampa, Winnipeg, Nashville, all clearly better teams than the Penguins. They lost to Washington. That sucks. But they were going to lose to some team along the way. This wasn't a colossal failure. Sometimes it's just not your year. I got Brian Lamartini here with me. I got Tom Offerman. KDO is stormed off. Is she in there, Tom? She came back in here, yeah. Oh, she's in there? Cool. Yeah. So are we good? Oh, we're all good. I got to know what she's going to say to that guy. Yeah, me too. We didn't upset you, did we, Katie? I mean, I don't she think, says no. Okay. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I don't no. think it's her favorite thing. But we here's the thing: we are her meat shield. Like, we will take bullets for that girl. We will. We will step in front of family and take one for the team. Exactly. And if we feel like somebody is trying to slide into KDO's DMs without laying down enough game, oh, we're firing back, baby. Yeah, because we know what that's about. We know what the chase is. Yes, we know all about it. Is the Penguins' dynasty over? I don't know. Do you? There's been a lot of talk about whether the Penguins' window is closed or not, and it's cliched classic sports radio, but the reality is a hell of a lot of people thought the Penguins were going to win the Stanley Cup in 2010, 
2012, in 2013, and 2014, and it didn't happen. Hell, a lot of people thought the Capitals window closed after last year, and hey, guess what? They advanced. The Pens were done without Latang last year, right? The Eagles were done without Wentz. We in the industry know what we're talking about, but to a point, to say the Penguins' window is closed is rubbish. To suggest that they will definitely win another one is nonsense as well. Lemieux was supposed to win in 93. It didn't happen. The Nationals are supposed to win every year. I think the Penguins got a good shot. Crosby and Malkin and Kessel all played great this year. They've still got some time left in their prime. Matt Murray can take that next step next year and play better than he did this year. Dumoulin, Schultz, Mata were all excellent this year, and they've got good young players like Gensel and Rust and perhaps Sprong and Zach Aston Reese. And you always know Patrick Hornquist's good to pop 25 to 30 goals a year. He's Mr. Consistency. You got Broussard and Shane. They can help the Penguins have a full season of excellent center depth. They've got as good a chance as anyone in the upcoming year. But that doesn't guarantee anything. Anybody suggesting something else doesn't know what they're talking about, or they're saying it to fill column inches in airtime with hot takes. Oh, the Penguins' window's closed. How the bleep do you know? Oh, the Penguins are winning it again next year. You don't know that. They're going to put themselves in a damn good position because they've got a great coach. They've got a fabulous general manager. They've got two of the top five players in hockey and a player, Phil Kessel, who played like it this year. They've got a good young goalie. They've got a chance. But I can't stand the is the window open conversation. How open is it? Will it let in a draft? A breeze? Or we got birds flying in like Harry Potter. How open's that window? Is it closed? Who knows? You don't. I don't. Nobody saw the Blackhawks. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Falling off the way that they did, but they did. That's what happens sometimes. Precipitous decline. Now, Jonathan Taves was never as good as Sidney Crosby. He was never as good as Evgeny Malkin. Patrick Kane's not as good as either of those players either. And when they start to take a dip, and the rest of the team's not as good, they're going to suffer. The Penguins, I still think, have a lot more left in the tank with Crosby and Malkin. The Blackhawks could surprise people. The Capitals did this year. The Penguins might yet win one when we think the window's closed. But they might not. The reason I bring all this up is because whether or not the Penguins win again or not, I think you need to appreciate what they've done to this point. If you're a Penguins fan and you're old enough to remember, you were probably a hell of a lot more upset with the Penguins losing in 93 than you were with the Penguins losing this year. This year's team just never had the feel throughout the season. That team set a record for most consecutive wins. This Penguins team never really figured out how to play defense. That Penguins team, you didn't care if they played defense because you knew they were going to score a bleep ton of goals. This year's team didn't have the feel. They just didn't at no point. And I thought they could flip a switch, and they didn't. And that's okay. Next year's a huge year for the franchise. But I don't think that we can tell one way or another if they'll ever win one again. And if they don't, well, Crosby's giving you three. And that's unbelievable. It's more than Lemieux ever gave you from a championship standpoint. Be happy with what you got. Don't crush them every time they lose a playoff series, Uh, especially the way that they lost this year. Yes, it sucks. Backstrom was hurt. Yes, it sucks they didn't have two-thirds Uh, Pardon me, 
Yeah, well, I guess, well, math. Math is hard. Math is hard. They didn't have half their top six, really, if you think about it. No Backstrom, no Burakovsky, and no Tom Wilson. And, yeah, the Penguins should have won that series. But this missed opportunity talk drives me up a wall. What opportunity did they miss? The opportunity to lose to Tampa? That's what I think. What say you? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Let's get an update here. Did she respond? What happened? She did respond. Whoa, what'd what she, she would say? say? And she said, what was it again? Oh, boy. Why don't you speak it into the mic and tell him? Speak it to the microphone, Katie. I said what? After only communicating through DMs? Oh. Oh. It's a little bit of game right there. Wow. Check. Oh, that is solid, Katie. Okay, but is that is that a smack in the face or is that some like sandpaper esque flirting? Exactly. Whoa! Oh, wow! Holy wow. hell! We're dealing with a professional here. Playing a little hard to get type thing. Is that what's going on? I think so. Yeah. I'll speak for her on that one and say yeah. yes, she is. Yeah. I mean, how lucky did this guy think he was going to get? He he likes some of her tweets, and then all of a sudden they're going to go out right oh, away. Yeah, I'd love to go out to dinner with you any th- any day, any time. Katie, you need to ask him if he's able to communicate effectively without using a teleprompter. And then ask him if he's willing to change his hair. Yeah, the hair's bleach blonde. Yeah, and pointy <gasps> up top. Oh, oh no. I said too much. Oh. Richie, what? It wasn't Richie. No, it wasn't. I don't know who's got wives and who doesn't, so I don't want to. I don't want to throw out speculation no, like that. No, it was not. No, I, uh, just, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of a pointy hair, bleach blonde guy. Oh, that's Richie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was not him. Um, he's not chasing her. No. Katie just said a bad word in the other room. What? Why? I'm debating whether or not to just go to break regularly, or if the crescendo of the segment is me saying this man's name. I mean, I, like you know me, no you know where I stand on this, I, and transparency is the number one. We said rule. no names, though. We did say that. I mean, we said that early, but it's not my show. And and times change, things change, things go on. I mean, it's kind of a disservice to our listeners not to say it. But if it, I, out of respect, we won't, we won't, or will we? <sighs> it's ESPN Pittsburgh. There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. I can't believe that's the guy. I do think he's cute, though. I mean, yeah, he's a good looker and everything, but but that's kind of that's like sliding in that quick. That's something, right? That's like only only what a TV ego would get you in you and know? out like a cold front. Yeah, because today i mean all kind of stuff going on it's summer baby it is summer baby we're not beholden to penguins topics any longer talk about whatever the hell we want and one of the things i've wanted to talk about all day 
is the Steelers signing of Jalen Samuels. I mean, my God, a fifth-round pick signing a deal with the team that drafted him? It is breaking news. What? It's a huge deal. I'm stunned. Jalen? Yeah, man. The Steelers? They got J-Sam. What? Wow. Big news. Big, big news. Wow, and we were worried about content. Mm Mm-hmm. That's carried the show all day, really. Yeah. Will Graves of the Associated Press joins us now. I say I will say this: the cool thing that kid's name is nickname is J Sam, so that's I can kind of get on board with that. That's that I, that's something I imagine will become a thing when this kid like supplants Rosie Nix in about week seven. So you're telling so. me the breaking news is that J Sam is going to replace Rosie Nix coming up in that's a couple it's months? A hunch. It's a hunch. Wow. Different kind of player, though. I mean, get you know what? I don't want to talk about this, Graves. Get out of here know. with that nonsense. <laughs> are you are you in mourning? I mean, I, I saw your little uh, ode to the Penguins there. I mean, are you are you okay? You, you know, you, you need a minute or a week or a month or. You know. uh, I'm smiling like a butcher's dog, man. It's West Virginia hat season now. I'm on to the football <laughs> team. Let's go. The Penguins won the Cup two years in a row. They were going to lose at some point. I can't fa- I can't fake outrage there. It just can't happen. I can't do it. I'm not a liar. I'm not disingenuous. I'm not that station across the street. I'm not a hot taker. Can't happen. Yeah, you're, you're not going to say that. You're, so you're, what you're saying is that this isn't something that they're going to take to their graves, nor will you take to your graves. And then the next day say, as much as that hurt, you know, really, in, in 93 was worse, even though that was a sentiment oh. that Ben's very adequate, adequately and expertly pointed out the day before. Yeah, so. I, think, I think Benzie did a really good job of that uh, in the trip. It's not the same at all to me. I mean, that was clearly the best team in hockey that played great down the stretch and lost to a Islanders team that, frankly, wasn't all that good. Uh, this Penguins team lost to their arch rival who wanted it more. And I guess we'll start there with you, Will. I mean, you've seen it all. Uh, you grew up a Capitals fan. It looked to me like whether the Penguins would admit it or not, whether it was obvious to them or not, the Capitals just they needed it, and the Penguins simply just wanted it. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. I, I think part of it is, too, I, I think the Capitals finally, you saw what Barry Trotz was hired to do, and it was the way that they played in in game six. I mean, it was that sort of structure, responsibility, like the they can because they're talented offensively. You know, most of the time when Baxter and Barakovsky is in line, they can go up and down and score goals. This was a team that didn't generate a lot of chances this year. I think they were last in five-on-five shots during the regular season, but they don't, they didn't screw up. They didn't blow it. And, you know, I, they grinded it out. I mean, it's impressive. Uh, you know, I felt good for my high school buddies who have waited a long time. Um, but it wasn't, this isn't the end of the world. They lost, the, the Penguins lost to a team that's got a Hall of Famer on it. And, you know, who knows if, uh, if, if Baxter maybe one day kind of gets on the fringe of that time, but you get one surefire Hall of Famer. Who was due? I mean, it's hard to lose nine playoff series out of ten. It's really, 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 really hard. And it just sort of the, the numbers. And Sid even mentioned this today when we were talking to him. I mean, it, it, it shows you just how you know how thin the margin is, even when you're really good. Yeah, and it's been thin these last couple of years. I think the Penguins are better. I think Washington was better, but the margin between the two teams was so thin. Uh, what else stuck out to you today, Will, from being in locker room cleanout? I'm so well. I mean, it's just sort of the time-honored tradition of guys season-ending, and then you, you figure out that they ruptured their aorta in mid-February and been playing with blood transfusions every every three days. I mean, that's that kind of stuff. You know, 
Like, I, I mean, I get it. It's part of the, quote, hockey culture. Uh, you know, either you're hurt or you're not. I mean, last year, remember, Carlson played with what, like a broken leg or whatever yeah. it was? You know, I, I just wonder, at what point does it become detrimental to your team to play? It seems like in hockey, it doesn't matter. We talked about, Sully mentioned, you know, Broussard uh, never really kind of got over what happened to him at the end of the regular season. Phil's been dealing with stuff. I wonder, you know, he's a guy who likes to show up. He's, he's an Iron Man. He hasn't missed a game in seven, eight years. Maybe he could have missed a game or two, and maybe that would have helped. Um, I, you know, when I, the thing that struck me the most about game six was the lack of energy the Pens had for long stretches. I mean, they were flat the first period, cap score, first goal. And instead of responding immediately, I mean, they, they sort of sat there and the Caps dominated play for another seven, eight minutes before Sully flipped the lines. And then they were good for 10 minutes. And then that was kind of it. I mean, it was, it was a little bizarre. And, and you know what? If you played more hockey than anybody else, in the last, you know, 32 months, I mean, there, I, I firmly believe there's a cumulative effect, no matter how well you take care of yourself. So, I mean, it's okay. It's they didn't get they didn't get boat raced. They didn't, you know, they didn't collapse. They just got beat. And guess what? Sometimes that happens. It does. Uh, Will Graves from the Associated Press joining us here on the Crowley Show. Did you find it odd that Sullivan kind of downplayed the Kessel injury issue? Meanwhile, Jim Rutherford said, "Yeah, he's been bothered by stuff all year long." Uh, you know, I, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I don't know if Sully just didn't. He knew it was coming, and, and I'm sure he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, Phil, by the way, who did not speak to reporters today. Was he the only guy who didn't? No, Gino wasn't there. Okay. A couple others that I would have to think uh, I have to think about it. But in terms of, like, your bold-faced guys, um, that would sort of – he would sort of be in that group. Um, you know, I, I, I think – you know, much was, I mean, the guy had a great regular season. I mean, he set a career high in points. You can't, you know, but he had no even strength points against the cap. It's, uh, he wasn't good. He looked off. And if he was off, I mean, it happens. But I just, again, I wonder if you're not going to play Daniel Sprong, and I'm not comparing Kessel and Daniel Sprong, but I mean, at least Sprong was healthy, right? And, and he would give you, so I'm not saying you bench Kessel necessarily, but I just wonder, you know, that it's always, don't you think it's always a blurry line? You know, in the NFL, it seems a little more cut and dried. I mean, you know, there have been a lot of times where guys will be questionable and doubtful and won't play. And, you know, in the NHL, in the playoffs, if you have a heartbeat and you're a starter, you're in the lineup no matter what it seems, uh, unless you've got your hand in a, in a, you know, basically in a vice like Backstrom did. So, Well, are you ready for a hot take, Will? Are you ready for some speculation? Could be unfounded, could not be unfounded? Sure, let's, sure, let's, let's, let's be dangerous with the truth because that's just what we do these days. Damn right, it's radio, man. And if, if you can't be dangerous with the truth about sports, well, then come on. I mean, if you're going to I mean, be... Well, I don't know. I mean, are we going to talk about whether Iran's got nuclear weapons or not? I mean, is that, is that where we're going with this? No, that's not where we're going with this. Where we're going <laughs> with this is... Are you ready for it? Sure. I think hockey players love their sport more than any other athlete. Hmm. To the point where Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby contemplated at least playing for their countries, I'd imagine, overseas in a tournament that's really stupid after this one. Well, I mean, Sid shot that down, but I mean, I he did on his at least on his part today. But he's um, played there before, so has Malkin. They all have. I, I think there's a, certainly a sense of country. Um, at this point, Sid, with three gold medals, should not have to play a, a second of international hockey again the rest of his life if he doesn't want to. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think 
Get reckless, baby. Speculate with me. Uh, well, I mean, this isn't this isn't speculation. This is more of a theory. I mean, I oh. I, I don't know. I think they. I mean, I I think that to get to that level, the highest level of your sport, whatever that sport is, requires for the most part a level of unless you're Josh Rosen, apparently a level of dedication and, and passion. That you know, as much. I mean, think about how much you love radio. Think about how much I love journalism. And I, I think um, they, those guys, hockey players, might wear it a little more proudly maybe i think i mean i don't you know i will say this there is one the, the, the cultures are so different i don't find myself you know i have to every day check juju's instagram feed whether i want to or not <laughs> okay i have to see what's going on with with player x or player y in the nfl the nba's i mean the nhl doesn't really have that so i think it's just a you know, you don't see other aspects of their lives necessarily the way that you do with players in other sports. So I think it sort of puts them in that silo of, well, we're just hockey players, and that's all we do. And I, that might just be what the culture is. The culture is it's all about my career and my team, and you don't really get to talk to these guys about, you know, life or whatever else they do. And, and they're not out there on social media kind of living their best selves. They're just sort of doing it without their phones, which I guess in this day and age – should be commended because at least it saves me 20 minutes in the morning. So, I didn't just inadvertently do a race thing, did I? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Do you want to? No, not today. <laughs> Today's about hockey. I mean, it's you know, I, it's uh, I will. I mean, I think hockey fans. I do think hockey fans think that they love their sport more than any other sport. They we do. The yeah, sport, we do. Yeah, I certainly think that's the case, and that can get a little cloying after, after a while. You know, it's, uh, you know, they, they think, well, you can't understand it, so you're not a hockey guy or whatever. I mean, and this town sort of prides itself on being a hockey town, and, and while that's certainly true, you've also been, for, they've also been fortunate enough to have the best, two of the ten best players in the world for the last 30 years. That's, you know, at, at any given time, except for, what, 2003 or 04 or whatever, I mean, I, before I got here, I've heard tales of, of empty Civic Arenas and the, and the team leaving. That's that's not that's not Cleveland level, Cleveland Brown level unbridled passion. It's not. So, I mean, but you can spend your money how you want. But let's just be honest about where we're at. With it. So, we'll see what happens in 15 years. You know, I, but again, this, who cares? This is a great team. They got another five years where they can probably win a couple more cups. And my God, you know, it's like complaining about your other other bends. Oh, my other Ben's need oil change. Shut up. Uh, Let's change your oil. That, that reminds me, uh, my Kia Rio sucks. Uh, Will Graves from the Associated <laughs> it does, Press. Yeah, it does kind of suck. I mean, if, yeah. if, if you kids out there think about getting in radio, you know, it, when you watch uh, our little, your little Crowley home movies. Before, you, know, uh, this, you know what they're called. Say its name. You know it. I don't have it in front of me. You know what they're called. I literally cheesed it. The cheese tea. There you I go. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, so anybody in journalism, you know, or broadcast, whatever you guys listen to, oh, Crowley's great. Crowley's edgy. Both of those things are true. Crowley's smart. That's true. If Crowley has the best guest, Will Graves, on his show every week, that is also true. But look at his car, man. <laughs> I mean, think about, think well, about, <laughs> just make smart choices. Have a backup plan. Okay. Because that's the kind of car I expect to see me delivering my Fox's pizza when I order it tonight. And I hope to God you're not the one delivering Hey, Graves, uh, to just further that point along quickly, uh, Madden drives a pretty god-awful car, too. So 
The radio just Well, sucks. we all do. I yeah. mean, my God, I'm driving to Central. I don't want to pretend that I'm, like, out here living, you know, living the dream. But, young man, I mean, you're in your mid-20s. Like, that's when you make, like, the dumb purchase. When I was 26, I bought a – I literally bought an F-150 that I could – that was 50% of my take-home salary, and I did not care. And I'm also up to my ass in debt, and I'm 43. So, you know, I don't know if those two things are related. So maybe you're just being smart. But – I think yes. I think ESPN needs to give you more money. When are we going to do a cheese tease on that? Oh, it's happening, and it's ironic for so many different reasons that you said that. Will Graves from the Associated Press <laughs> joins me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Graves, I hate the "is there window still open" conversation because we don't know. I thought they were going to win a bunch of cups in a row after 2009, and they didn't. I certainly think they've got an opportunity, but it doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, there's a chance that they might not win again, and if they don't, to me, it was still a huge whopping success story. Yeah, and, and what you're not going to see happen here is what's, at least in the, well, Sid and Gene are still playing, is what's happened in Chicago, where they won, what, three cups in five years? And then they yeah. fell off the face of the earth. You know, uh, that's not going to happen in Pittsburgh, at least, you know, I mean, Kane and Taze, they've been nowhere. They haven't even been in the playoffs, right? I mean, I think they scraped in as an eight seed last year and got crushed by they got uh, the swept. Predators or whatever. They were actually a they one seed last year. Yeah, yet. they got that's swept, it, and then they didn't make yeah. it this I year. Mean, that's not going to yeah. happen here. That's that's not going to happen, okay? So all you can really hope for in the salary cap era is that they're competitive and that they are in it, and they have been in it um, for 14, 13, 14 years now. That's pretty that, – and you got to take your chances. I mean, it's you know they, they, it's, a, it's a puck luck league, especially in the playoffs. And as Sid said today, I mean, you know, I asked him, does this sort of give you a deeper appreciation for what you guys did? And he said it gives you a deeper appreciation for thinking about how many times they could have gone the other way. I mean, think about, you know, think what if in, a, in game seven last year against the Caps, Flower doesn't get the butt end of his right. stick on that shot from a veteran. You know, I mean, things that's how thin the margin is sometimes. And it depends. It's hard to win nine series in a row, you know, as they did over the last two-plus years. So, you know, what I don't like is, like, the season ends and now we're trading everybody. And today seemed to be a moratorium on, you know, a memorandum, I should say, on uh, is Chris Letang still a good hockey player and uh, are we trading Phil Kessel? I mean, <laughs> like, I just don't – I mean, I understand if they are parts that would be – fetch a pretty decent return if you're looking to restock your roster. But, I mean, these guys aren't old. They're not up against it yet. I mean, I think in a year or two – you could look at Phil's salary and his age and think that we really need it, but not when he's coming off the 92 points in a year. You know, it's same thing with Hornquist. Everybody loves Hornquist, and he signed that new deal, but when he's in his mid-30s and his cap hits $6 million, everybody, you know, everybody's going to be like, ugh, I don't know. So, but in the moment, let's just take a break, enjoy your summer, actually get a chance to recharge, and, and see where you're at in the fall. Uh, Graves, that's all well and good, but I was listening to that station across the street on my way in today, and here's what I heard. Sports Radio 937, the Pens! Our top story, the Pens are the worst team in NHL history, and the Pirates are probably going to win it all. This update brought to you by Bowser. That's the power of Bowser! is the number to call. You can tweet us on our fan text line, although we never get to it. Today's topic, will the Penguins take this loss to their grave, and are they going to hell because of it? Give me a ring. 
We'll go to Paul in Blonox first here on the show. Uh, hey, Ron, uh, thanks for taking my call. Let me tell you something. We need to blow this whole team up, right? Trade Crosby, trade Malkin, trade Murray, trade Kessel, trade a lot of them. All right? It's time for this team to start winning some cups. I'm sick and tired of waiting on them. Thanks for the call, Paul. We'll go to Jimmy now in Uniontown. Hey, Cook, I don't know why uh, more people aren't talking about this, but Jim Rutherford needs to go. That guy needs to get run out of town on a rail. That guy hadn't even won a cup. Thanks, Jimmy. Great point there. Coming up next, we've got 20 minutes of commercials. We'll hear from Jim Rome, and then 20 more minutes of commercials. It's 93.7 The Fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Yeah, that all happened. That's true. You forgot to stay healthy. You forgot that part. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, we're going to have to recut it. I, I mean, like seriously, the sky's falling. you got going on, man. This is interesting. This is, you know. Is this going to be like the scene in Anchorman? I mean, you know, are you and Stan going to go out in the parking lot, you know, after you're, you know, between shifts and just have it out with those guys or what? With all due respect to Stan, uh, he would not be in danger fighting anybody at the fan, but he might get skin cancer just standing in the sun. So he's probably not the guy I'm going to fight with. Benzie, though, he'll bite some kneecaps. Madden, eh. But me and Benzie, we can take him. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't, I mean, they're, they're CrossFitters over, over there, aren't they? Ah, shoot, that's what I heard. And I don't know if your car is fast enough to get away in a foot race, so you got to be. Just pick your, pick, pick your fights wisely, Crowley, please. Graves, appreciate the time as always, buddy. Thanks a lot. See you, dude. As the guests change, I promise you Will Graves will not. He'll continue to be on the show. He never says no. What the hell's wrong with him? There's something wrong with that guy. Coming up next, hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. TSP in Pittsburgh. This is interesting. This is, you know. Is this going to be like the scene in Anchorman? I mean, you know, are you and Stan going to go out in the parking lot, you know, after you're, you know, between shifts and just have it out with those guys or what? I'm seeing a house tonight. Might be moving. From Mount Lebanon to the other side of Mount Lebanon. Here's a question. I've really branched out in my life. Are you going to poop in this one? Oh, my God. We saw this again the other day. You guys, I had to go so bad, but I didn't. What is it with you when you go to a real estate showing that you have to poop? I hate doing things in the morning. Like, if we go to church, I'll wake up, I'll have a cup of coffee, I'll eat breakfast, and then I'll have to take a dump, like, somewhere around the homily. Because we go at 9 a.m. mass. So we're looking at this house, and I had had my coffee, and I ate, but I didn't have time to vacate the bowels. And I'm just farting all over this damn open house. You're like stinking up every listing oh my in God. Pittsburgh. At least here's the good news, that if you do want a house, no one else is going to want to buy it. That's true. It's going to stink. We went to one the other day <laughs> where the basement door locked. Some kid locked it. And they didn't have a key, so we didn't get to see the basement. Oh, wait a minute. See, did your mind wander? Like, what could possibly... Is yeah. that like a Breaking Bad situation I down there? I thought it was a ploy, right? Exactly. Like, I thought it was like, nonsense. You know, like Jesse's down there, like, trying to hide, hide a dead body in a there's, meth lab? Yeah, there's, like, yeah. some half-dissolved guy and mm-hmm. a barrel, meth everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not buying that house, though. That's all I know. 
It's time for the hottest take of the day. Dang, dang, dang. Some dude named James Paxton threw a no-hitter in Canada. Cool. Guys, you've heard me say this before. I'm over the whole no-hitter thing. I think there's been 18 guys who have carried a no-hitter through six this year. It happens. It's not a perfect game. You can walk a bunch of dudes. He didn't. I mean, he was good. Walked three. That's a lot of walks. That's a lot of walks. That's a yeah, lot of that's walks. not good control. Was that me not knowing the statistics until just that second? Do you think that's what happened? Full transparency, because that's exactly what happened. Meanwhile, perfect games have a lot to do with luck, too, but there have not been that many of them over the course of Major League Baseball. No hitters. There have been hundreds. Hundreds. The cycle's more rare. The four-homer game is important. Those things are more important. The cycle's still, I think, overrated, but a no-hitter, eh. If you get 19 balls put in play and you're not striking out a bunch of dudes, it's not that impressive to me. Now, he struck out... Where's the number? Damn it. A bunch. Seven. That's not that many. That's 20 guys that hit the ball in play and luckily found an infielder. That's just good luck. That's not all skill. It's skill and luck. But mostly luck. No hitter's bad. And I made a great case just there as to why. Woo! Other crap. That may have been the weakest, hottest take I've ever done. Woo! Other crap. No facts, zero preparedness. In my notes, it just says no hitters are overrated. Woo! Other crap. Why did something bad happen to you? Woo! Other crap. I'm a major media market star. Woo! Other crap. A cop shot a groundhog that was blocking traffic in Maryland. Guess he won't be seeing his shadow. Woo! Other crap. You think it's going to happen over and over and over again? Woo! Other crap. You think it's going to happen over and over and over again? Woo! Other crap. Yeah, you think it's going to happen over and over and over again? Woo! Other crap. Maybe this will finally give gun control the push it needs. Woo! Other crap. You think the Minnesota Golden Gophers football team is going to kneel during the national anthem? Woo! Other crap. Cop said he was gopher in a gun. Whoa! Other crap. Think it's going to happen over and over and over again? Woo! Other crap. Aroldis Chapman threw the hardest pitch ever recorded to hit a player. It was 103 miles an hour. He beamed Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, it turned out better than John F. Kennedy Jr. Woo! Other crap. The Rockets beat Utah last night to reach the Western Conference Finals. Really struck a chord with Jazz fans. Woo! Other crap. It was Chris Paul's first trip to the conference final. That's something to note. Woo! Other crap. Philadelphia heads to Boston tonight to play the 76ers. How do you think they'd process a loss? Woo! Other crap. 
If Boston wins, is Brad Stevens even old enough to drink to celebrate? Woo! Other crap. It's been 428 days since Pitt Basketball's won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. I'm all over the place. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Will Graves. Oh, Crowley's great. Crowley's edgy. Both of those things are true. Crowley's smart. That's true. If Crowley has the best guest, Will Graves, on the show every week, that is also true. But look at his car, man. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about make smart choices. Have a backup plan, okay? Because that's the kind of car I expect to see me delivering my Fox's Pizza when I order it tonight. That's a shot at Fox's Pizza right there. <laughs> that is an awful car. Second star. That's all paid off. I love Tonight's that car. Second star of the show, Paul from Blonox. Uh, hey, Rona, thanks for taking my call. Let me tell you something. We need to blow this whole team up, right? Trade Crosby, trade Malkin, trade Murray, trade Kessel, trade a lot of them, all right? It's time for this team to start winning some cups. I'm sick and tired of waiting on them. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Grandma D. I was watching it, and I was disgusted with it. And then Kathy came home because she brought me some groceries home, and I was in talking to her. And I said, she says, what's wrong, Grandma? And I said, I'm mad at the pirates. And I said, but I'm going to go in and see if they did anything. And she heard me yooping and yelling, and I thought, oh, my God, what happened? I got in here, and it was 6 to 5. I couldn't believe my eyes. You could hear how jacked up her TV was in the background, like, all the way up. I was kind of surprised she wasn't listening to you. <laughs> yeah, come on, Grandma D. And then you could hear Brian chortling oh. loudly in my car because he's been through the car oh, stuff with me. That thing left me stranded for four, four hours. Four hours. Four hours. On, like, the short end, too. And we had a guy from Assassin's Creed try to start it. It's Oh, it's a whole thing. Bad night. You need a new car. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, did she or didn't she a KDO story? Plus, we'll recap the Penguin season a little bit more. I really don't know what else the hell we'll be talking about. We'll be chasing a bunch of other stories, too. Yeah! Just like they do on Channel 11 News. Oh! Who <laughs> 